Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. And we are rolling. A very good afternoon to you. My name is Ray Foley. Hi, I'm Warren O'Connell and you're listening to the Six, six Bits Pod where we've got three bits each. I know, I've already messed up. Three bits each and we have a little bit of a chat about them. Raymond Foley, would you like to go first today? I'm happy to go first. Item one on my agenda uh, is... Mondays. It's specifically lockdown Mondays. Is this on yours as well? It's it's not, but I I totally get it. It's yeah. time for the Boomtown Rats to update that song, my friend. Oh, it's just so. And you know what? Like, I think Tuesday to Sunday is kind of okay. Like, it's kind of crap at the moment. I think Tuesday to Sunday is kind of okay. Yeah, I can totally see that in the new song. However, there is definitely, uh, <laughs> and I'm not one of those people generally. I mean, I get the usual um, sort of like, Art Monday's crap because we all have to go back to work. Blah, blah, blah. And the Glen Row feeling and the homework on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. You know, the cliches, right? Yes. But this, then lockdown has taken Mondays to a whole other level. Now, I know that there are people that aren't working and I'm mindful of those people, uh, people that have been furloughed or laid off or temporarily laid off, hopefully, and uh, they're not in a position to work. But for those of us that are working, there's something about Mondays uh, in the, and this is this is Monday number six now, isn't it? I've lost all sense of time. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, I think it's the sixth. I'm going to say yes. And there's the just the feeling of, oh God, Oh, God, do we have to do another week of this? Proper groundhog, yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. really does. And it's only really in the first couple of hours of Monday. But by the time I'm, I'm up and into it, by, by the time kind of eight o'clock comes around, I'm kind of getting into it. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm back in the swing of it again. I, I'm in the routine. But for the last, was it was actually Tuesday, was last week, because last week was a short week. Here am I whining. Last week was a oh, short yeah. week. But even Tuesday had the feeling of, oh, God. God, here we go again. We have to go and do this again and get trying to get your head in the game and uh trying to I just it was a it was a very zombieish feeling mm. uh this morning. And that's my observation about Mondays. How is your I well I know you're I I didn't sleep last night either actually, but I know I got your text this morning at like was it seven o'clock you texted me and said I still haven't slept. Seven and then I assumed I'd fall asleep before eight and then by eight I was like, sure I'll fall asleep before nine and then next thing it was quarter past eleven. I fell asleep about quarter past 11 this morning and I woke up a quarter to two this afternoon. So I'm a bit delirious. Um, it's, I, I don't know what planet I'm on. No mind that there's a coronavirus going on outside. So I've had to remind myself of all of these things going, don't be going outside coughing in people's faces now. Not that I do that anyway. Uh, so the insomnia is getting worse during this lockdown thing. I think it had been getting better, but, and you're right, it happened last Sunday as well going into Monday that my brain was just actively going into overdrive of, oh Jesus, not another week of this stuff. Do we have to do this again? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I ask, yeah. are, are you still doing the, are, are you doing a 5K on a Sunday? I'm doing catch, yeah, I am. On a, on a Sunday, did you do it yesterday? On a Sunday, yesterday I did uh-huh. um, four point, in my, in my, yeah, I did 4.9 kilometres yesterday. Okay. In the running, like. It's because it's I did more. yeah, particularly good for you on a Sunday though it would be given that. Oh, I did. Yeah. I've done all of that, but uh, I don't know. I watched an entire television show last night. By the time I went to bed this morning. What do you mean, entire series? 
No, like all of the series. There were six series. That's what? You watched from six episode series, six series of twelve episodes. I got through them. I got through them all last night. So I do this thing where I speed watch. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. Go so on. if you've seen something before, you just click through until you get to the bits you want to watch. So I do that with lots of television shows. So last night was, I think, a personal record of six series, 12 episodes, one night, guys. Can someone put that in the Guinness Book of World Records? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to get in there, but I'm very proud of myself. The thing that intrigues me about that is uh, is not that you do that, because I know other people that do that, but it's more that uh, you remember the bits that you want to watch. Yeah. Because I'm not one of those people. I watch something and then I almost <laughs> straight away forget it. And uh, like, you know, the way people quote Father Ted or yes. uh, or The Simpsons or, you know, those, those really quotable, even Anchorman, quotable stuff. When people quote it to me, I always end up going, "What's that from?" Because I've, I've no idea. <laughs> I, who? I don't no, retain anything. Good. I experience yeah. it in the moment, and then it's gone. It just dissipates like like oh. mist. <laughs> so no, it all started when I was quite young. So I did this thing. I swear to God, I was about fourteen years old. This is when it started, yeah. and they were they were reshowing Eeyore from the beginning on Channel Four at ten o'clock in the morning during the school holidays. So yeah. I used to get up. And I would just record the bits with Doug and Carol. (laughs) So I made my own supercut of the bits of Doug and Carol the whole summer. I am not joking. Monday to Friday, I would not miss this. I'd get up and I'd press record and then I'd press stop. Like we're going back to VHSs. Um, So it started then. I still have that videotape of the supercut. Carol, I take it, is the nurse or is Alicia Florick? Carol Hathaway. Yeah, Carol Hathaway. Who is she? What's her name? Juliana Margulies. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it's just their love scene. That was a big thing then, was it? Oh my God, yes. I know it was like... First couple I stand. They were the love... Of course, they were the love... They were the couple. They were the love bit, the relationship bit of that program. But uh, I didn't... I thought maybe... The action was, I suppose there's some, it's one of those shows that has something for everyone, has relationships. Oh, it's got something for everyone. Yeah. There is that, but that's what I latched on to. So I did it with um, Carol and now I've got the box sets of Eeyore and I do the same with Abby and Luca. If I'm in a bad way, I just fast forward to the bits with Abby and Luca. that I, I loved her. Yep. Hi, I'm really glad that I've let everyone into that little bit of um, insight into my life. This is because I've slept for less than three hours and I'm going to regret this tomorrow. We're going to get it all today in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you as, are, Absolutely. As, uh, as we move on to item number two. Number two. There we go. That's number two. What have you got? It's been talked to death and at this stage, but I am going to talk about the global citizen gig and the together at home gig, which were all part of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Ray, this started at 7 p.m. on Saturday evening on YouTube. Have you heard of YouTube? Uh, this is the thing on the internet is this, that the kids have on their phones. They've got... Yeah, they kind of, they kind of, they have it on their phones and they can see moving pictures. Is it like TikTok? It's like TikTok then, is it? No, it's complete. It's different to TikTok. Uh, So, you know, you could watch programs on it. Television programs, they could be on YouTube. You you know what I'm talking about That's Netflix you're talking about. Before Netflix. And there's funny things on there as well. Like Rude Tube. Do you know Rude Tube, your favourite television show? No, I don't know Rude Tube. I'm, I'm, I'm known to be rude. I'm famously rude, but... I don't do you not, have a tube? I, yeah, I do have a tube, but I'm not <laughs> not showing you my tube on the internet. <laughs> so it's flaky um, and this is <laughs> what's the, what, what else do we say about it? 
I forgot Flick, about the flaky and unsolicited. Go the on, flaky tube. So they started at seven o'clock on Saturday night. So that was the Global Citizens Gala. And I'd come home from a run and turned it on. And there was lovely Nile Horan. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this. Settle in for the night wow. and stay up until three o'clock in the morning to watch the whole thing. Because I was like, this is historic. Hopefully we'll get something like it can't be live aid because they all have to be going from their own houses. You know, but it could be really good. And what did we get instead? What did we get instead, Ray? A sad fest. <laughs> we got just interminable misery. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone said the same thing. Everyone was like, oh God, this is so grim. Hours. Eight hours. It went on for eight hours. Eight wonderful it was hours. A school day. Of worthiness. <laughs> it was the worst thing I have ever watched on the television. Except I for Elton John, all. by all accounts. Apparently Elton John, was the he brought he brought a show. Everyone else. No, you need to watch Elton John and then you'll know why except Elton John. Why, why, what do you mean except Elton he John? He did why? the song, I'm Still Standing. Um, I was talking to our good friend Shauna as he was performing live and directly afterwards, actually. Your good friend, my acquaintance. You know, I'm not going to claim my <laughs> well, lore were, as well as you. If you were talking to her, then you, she's, I'm, yeah. you know, she wasn't she's talking me. to me. And um, uh, he he did I'm Still Standing, but he did it in a way that Elton John has never done it before. And it sounded like he had a little bit of a lisp. Oh, right, yeah. And that the sta- the S was a D and the S was a D. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he also, it wasn't like, I'm still standing. It was, I still standing. You What's need that about? To watch. Sir, Sir Elton John on and the jump 60s. into the middle now. Jump into the middle. Don't be starting to start. No, jump in the middle. Okay. I mean, I the fool never wept. Look at me, I'm a coming back again. Got a taste of love in a simple way. You need to know I'm still standing. You just <laughs> fade away. Do you know what that is? No, That's... no, play the next bit. Uh, okay, right, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you know, I'm still standing. Do you know what that is, though? <laughs> <laughs> it it sounds clearer than it did on the. T- what did he do? He was like, "I'm just going to take really long pauses between the words." It's, what is it? It's over familiarity with the song. Uh, you see this with artists all the time, and I think that they really need to work at it, particularly of Elton John, Sir Elton's vintage. That artists that have been around for decades singing the same songs live for all those decades, they have tweaked and simplified and sort of boiled the song down to the essence, in his case, to the necessary syllables. He's he's become his own sort of little little word bank. I think so. He's so. not doing it himself. He's just got he's someone controlling. I a, think it's a, also a, a, a version of the lie. It's an interpretation of the live, just the bare basics that are required for live. Oh, so the way he was doing that was if he was on stage and not in a studio. So well, it was that very I, live and banging the piano and uh, and screaming it sort of performance. So was I, he already uh, here for his farewell performance, or is he coming? I can't even remember. Oh, that was supposed to be this summer. It was supposed to be coming this summer, yeah. I wouldn't be buying 300 tickets based on the back of his performance. I saw him live years ago and he wasn't that good. 
It was. He wasn't that good. I, w- I went to see Phil Collins live and he was bloody amazing. But also, it looks like this is one thing I was quite interested in. It looked like um, Elton has been uh, cocooning because he'd be of the age of cocooning. Um, he's been cocooning with his uh, either his facialist or his Botox artist because he looked <laughs> fresh. He looked fresh, my friends. Whichever so, one of them uh, plays basketball as well. He's, there was a basketball uh, stand just in. He's out on his patio. And there's a basketball hoop there and a couple uh, of basketballs yeah. lying on the path. I imagine Elton's playing basketball. The, of course he is. Of course he is. The, the highlight kids? of the whole show was without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, this is the main show we're talking about, Together at Home. The one that was curated by Lady Gaga. They wouldn't shut up about it being curated. What does that mean? Lady she Gaga. called, she rang people up and asked them to go on and then she put them in order, is it? Put them in order. Billie Eilish was at, at pains to say, I chose this song because, whereas it was said like they were contractually obliged to say in the five hours leading up to the gig from seven o'clock. And don't forget to tune into NBC, ABC and CBS where Lady Gaga has curated tonight's live event. And it, they said it every four seconds. So, so hang on, um, what was the Billie Eilish thing then? Sorry, explain that to me. So then Billie Eilish was like, everyone else was, you know, thanks a million for letting me be involved. She was at pains to say that she was the one to pick the song, not make it seem as though Lady Gaga was the one to pick the song. Do you know what I mean? Is that because it was it was made to sound as though Lady Gaga picked every song, and if she did, we shouldn't have let her do this because it was a misery fest. Remember, guys, misery misery fest twenty twenty, as if we weren't uh, in the middle uh, of the biggest, longest misery festival of our lifetime. I made this um uh, a hypothesis or, or theory. I aired this theory earlier this morning on the radio RIP. Go on. Uh, that I think that artists, apart from uh, the the aforementioned Sir Elton John. Artists, when they are on, on their own and performing solo, they generally, depending on the limitations of their talent and abilities with um, a, a live instrument, they generally are guitars, okay? And guitars, a, a, so, a, a, an acoustic guitarist just playing on your own with a guitar lends itself, and particularly when there's no audience, lends itself to quite a down or dour performance. The, the, the best songs to perform when you're on your own with a guitar is a bit of a slower song, isn't it? Unless you're Christy Moore or Elton John. And, but Elton's got the piano on his patio. In Still. In fairness. So Standing I, an hour and a half later. I'm here Now, there is that, right? So I, I, I would give you that. But the Together at Home gig, um, you should also watch the Rolling Stones performance. Um, I'd say they'd be guilty of it as well. Them. I'd say no, they'd no, be no. guilty of a of a kind of a, an interpretation of their songs that's just a bit lazy. No, they just went straight through. Okay. They just did Paint It Black because they were obviously playing to a backing track because Charlie Watts pulled a, Kirk, a complete Kurt Cobain from uh, Top of the Pops 1994. Remember when Kurt Cobain just pretended he was playing and then wrecked the place afterwards? Um, Charlie, Charlie Watts played the air. He played air drums and <laughs> he didn't even bother. He had like, he was just sitting down and there was a box in front of him. And he wasn't touching the box and then he started playing the hi-hats. <laughs> What's that he about? Was just, he was just playing the air. How did he they do like, it? They were separately then as well, where they were on Zoom? They were in different houses. Oh, it was lovely seeing inside the houses. Oh, the Rolling Stones have some lovely houses. But I don't know why I went Welsh, Welsh there. But Charlie Watts' performance was amazing. Just, it gave me the best laugh of the night. It okay. was brilliant. Okay. But the rest of it, right? Together at all, it was... Dour. You just wanted Bob Geldof to sh- to come out and start shouting, just fucking stay in your homes and give us and stopping such doses like from his Live Aid performance of just give us your effing money. It was awful. And then, yeah. 
And then we've mm. got the perfect example of what it should have been this weekend. Did you see on Friday, was it Friday or Saturday? The wonderful, the poshest woman in pop, Sophie Ellis Bexter. No. Do her kitchen disco. No. Oh my God. It is the most joyous thing in the world. This is what this concert should have been. So you need to do this for yourself right now. Everyone do this. Uh-huh. If you haven't seen it, I have, I have tweeted it. Um, go to Sophie Ellis Bexter's uh, Twitter page, Ray. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm on her uh, YouTube. Sophia Lispector, what? You can do YouTube as well. It's, it's here, Kitchen Disco, it says. Here we are, so right? Take Me Home is the one that she did this week. Oh, she didn't just won, is this? She hasn't done Murder on the Dance Floor yet, has she? No, she hasn't. Hang on. So, Kitchen Disco number one, Kitchen Disco number three, Kitchen Disco number four. I'll go to number four. That was two days well, ago. Here we go. Yeah, that's it. Oh, she's done loads of the songs. It's 25 minutes long. Oh. Hang on, let can me skim through. Can you go to her? Twitter. She's so cool. I love her. Is she still married to your man from The Feeling? Is she? She is. Yes. I interviewed her years ago, Sophia Baxter. She's fab, but there's this bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has this kitchen disco. She's joyful. She is wearing sparkly and leopard print and she's doing a dance and her three kids are dancing around the place. One of the kids starts crying (laughs) and in the middle of the song, she sits down, comforts him and she starts going, oh, don't worry, babes. Sings it. And just doesn't break a sweat. It is the most gorgeous. Let me check here. Two minutes and 20 seconds of your life. Here we go. Two minutes, 20. At what point do you want me to skim to? Sorry, here we go. Good night. There's a bit where she's sitting down and that's when she's comforting her child. Take me home. Take me home. She can still sing in fairness to her song, can't she? Oh no, this is amazing. Like she sounds... Fantastic! But she's singing to a karaoke track. That's what they all should have bloody done with a happy song. That would have been amazing, actually. They should do that. Oh, it's like, stop giving me somewhere over the rainbow. I, I asked a bunch of frontline, I was I put it up on my Instagram. I was like, hey, this is a thank you to the frontline workers. What do you make of this? And everyone was like, this is the shittest thing I've ever watched in my life. I actually want to go back to work without the PPE gear that I don't have. I prefer than watching this thing. Awful. Don't watch it. Watch Sophie Ellis Bexter take me home. She's a queen. Number three. I got new tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> it's the uniform of lockdown wearing, and I got a brand new uniform. In fact, I got two new uniforms. Because as you know, if I ever buy one of anything on the internet, I buy another yeah. one just in case I like it. Okay. So, so, so I got two. I've gotten two of the... I've got the label here, actually. Let me guess. Are they cotton? Uh, no, I don't think With so. pockets? They've got pockets, yeah. Yeah, Wait, yeah, are, are yeah, you're not yeah. supposed to have pockets. I'm, I didn't buy yoga pants. <laughs> no, I I know, but are they the, are they like the Canterbury ones that every man in the country? No, has? no, they're not. I, oh. the, can, the Canterbury ones you see are for around the house. Whereas I'm actually, believe it or not, you could wear e- these outside. Except for doing this on the telly, uh, which we did a couple of weeks ago. We wore our loungewear. Well, at least I did our loungewear on the telly. Oh, get over it. <laughs> I, I was wearing, but my Canterbury ones I wouldn't actually wear outside. I they're strictly for they're you know the house pants. Well, it's just for like maybe I would take the bins out, but even at that, gotcha, I would be gotcha. thinking the neighbours oh. can see me in these. Uh, whereas these are black Adidas. They've got the, they've got one stripe actually. They don't have. Oh, I thought they had the three stripes, but no. They've, so it's it's like Elton John, uh, Adidas. Is that what it is? They're different because they've got the one stripe. Or did you buy fake ones? No, these are real, but they're they're genuine. Yeah, they are genuine. I'm just looking at them here now, and they've got one kind of thin stripe down the side. 
and they're I think they're polyester, mostly polyester. But th- <laughs> these these are for um for going for my jogs in. Then I don't look completely oh, inappropriate. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's what I got them for. And inevitably, I'm going to just wear them around the house and not go for jugs. <laughs> but they arrived today and I tried them on and uh, I threw them on in the kitchen. Do you do that thing? Well, you, you live in a small house, but in my house, when clothes arrive, I try them on immediately in the kitchen and I don't care who's there. So no, I, <laughs> I do absolutely that. not. What are you, t- you can't wait to get the package upstairs to try it on. No, I just do it there and then because I'm gonna, only going to, if it doesn't fit, I'm only going to end up taking it downstairs again and having to parcel it up and put it in the bag and all that nonsense. So you just de-robe in the middle of the kitchen. I, I, just, I know it's in front of your family, but. I do it. Well, actually, well, you know the way my kitchen, the back doors and window and sun, sun wind, you know, what's that? The big window, double They're wind. quite the big patio. Yeah, but the way it looks out onto the neighbours at the rear. So they yes. could, if they're looking out their back window, they'll see me derobing, getting down Just, to the boxers. And are you, a, are you a briefer, jockey sort of a guy? Boxers, big boxers, big flouncy boxers. Yeah. Fla- bla- boxers? Yeah. Loose. Nice and loose. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that now. Really? I wouldn't have So when you're visualising me down in me, me tighty whities that's what you do. think. You're thinking, all the time. You're thinking, oh, obviously, all the time. It's the only, all the time. First thing I think of when I see you. It's what you. It's, it's what keeps you awake at night. It's the reason for your insomnia. That's <laughs> thinking of me thinking and me of budgie you smugglers. You and your little jockey shorts. Yeah. Not budgie smugglers. I just thought you would have been wearing the little shorts. Oh. Uh, I, I thought. I thought you would. I don't think you would. I didn't think you would have appreciated the freedom. Oh no! I, I. It's a. It's a requirement. The freedom. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I find I'm sorry to everyone who now has to think about Ray's um, underwear situation. I feel like I can't breathe if I'm wearing anything that's touching me or holding me against me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> sorry, Kate. <laughs> so uh, I do it in the kitchen. I try on the clothes in the kitchen as I did and they're still on. They, they're, these are still on. That's why the label is still on them as well. So they're a success. So I whipped off the shorts that I was wearing. <laughs> Mr. Postman knocks the front door. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> See you, Ray. <laughs> and... He runs around to the other house going, will he do it? Will he? Oh, he did. Straight off in the kitchen. Straight off. You owe me 20 quid to the neighbour. He's looking like, to the, the front window with his, uh, with his eyes shielded against the glass. His little x-ray eyes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> away we go. <laughs> because sure, you only have to walk it upstairs and bring it back downstairs and repackage. Like, it's very hard. What's the point? And I want to try it on there and then. <laughs> uh, she, Kate's there. Everyone's there. It's like, here, I'll try these on now. And then I know I'm not alone on this. There's no way I'm alone on this. And there's also the element of something coming in the post. So it's like, I want to try it right away. I want to play with it now. I want to open it now. I actually think it's quite good. It's kind of, I I was just thinking it's sort of a thing where, you know, you're not running upstairs to hide away, you know, your body to be like, I think it's quite setting quite a good example for the boys. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was the idea. That was the idea. I know. (laughs) It was was a real worthy. It was a real worthy idea. I think there's a bit of backhanded body positivity going on here. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not shame. Raising boys. meant it like that. Raising boys to be men, isn't it? Raising Raising boys to not be ashamed of themselves. Like their father is in general. That's exactly like their father is. Right, shall we move so, on? So, but hold on, sorry. did you get, what What did you, you got, what What do you call them, the pants that you got? Oh, just, they're, they're like tracky bottoms. They're like, do you know the ones that you'd see footballers wearing? Oh yeah, but, but they're, is, that, is, that, is that the name you've given them? Tracksuit bottoms. Uh, Yeah, Why? What you call them tackies or something, is it? No, or? no, tackies are my runners. I call them tracky bottoms as well. Yeah. Uh, I noticed in the papers this weekend, a lot of, it's been called athleisure wear. 
Oh yeah, such a. You're at leisure wear bottoms. I'm like, sorry. Kate started it's, using this expression. Kate has started no, using the expression. No. Say say it out there. Say it say it out loud. Uh, she, uh, it's not a, 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 a it's not athleisure wear. Kate. No, she's she's playing Twister at the moment at the back. Oh, go on, athleisure wear. Say it. Ath athleisure wear. It sounds like your voice, your mouth is protesting against the bloody word. Athleisure wear, but it's not leisure wear in Ireland. We say leisure. Athleisure wear. Athleisure wear. Oh, uh, we should be saying athleisure wear, but people are saying athleisure. Athleisure. Well, they need to because be shot. Because it's American. They, they should be. Sh- they need to be quarantined. They need to be placed in self isolation for two weeks and asked on a daily basis to pronounce athleisure wear. And uh, in fairness, uh, that's how it happened in Franco Spain, wasn't it? It was like they can't say athleisure wear, just shoot them. That's it. I like it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> and they need to start saying Barcelona instead of Barcelona. <laughs> and Valencia. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it, it was a very similar circumstance. It's just, very, it's, it's very just tracksuit lads. Are we at number tracksuit. four then? Is this number four? We're at number four. Number four. A baby. There's a babe. There's baby news, Ray. Mm-hmm. There's baby news. Uh, in this article, I do like the way it was. It's it said it's a strange time to be having, you know, to be to be bringing a child into the world as though they'd planned it. Kind of going, I'm going to wait for, <laughs> I'm going to wait for a pandemic, and then well, I'm going to accelerate you my gestation yeah. so as that you know I can do it in two months. Yeah. So it'd be like, I decided to have a baby during a pandemic. That's exactly how this was written. This bloody article. Strange time did to be start, having a did baby. It st- did it start with? Is it just me or does everyone? <laughs> it didn't. This is my pet hate. Our <laughs> columns and not naming names, but column because it's not just one person; it's a load of people do it. Is yeah. it for their weekly columns writing? <laughs> is it just me? And then whatever the topic is, it's the laziest junior cert English <laughs> essay way of starting. A flipping column. Is it just me or is this pandemic really annoying? Listeners, listeners, he sends articles to us, like to his friends going, look at this. And you can see his head spinning around like the exorcist at the time. He's like, "Ah!" is it just me or am I the only one that wears tracks that tries on their tracksuit bottoms when they arrive in the post? Uh, Sorry, Warren. And by the way, I'm asking that question legitimately. I can't be the only one. Email sixbitspod at gmail.com. Sorry, my love. No, that's, I totally get it. If you've noticed that in a column, uh, it, the sentence in this says, it's a strange time to be bringing new life into the world. It's like they didn't, they didn't plan this, dude. They didn't no. plan this. Anyway, so uh, a baby born during coronavirus pandemic is named what by parents? Oh, okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, COVID? Well, now... No, I- there is a different there is a different story about twins and one is indeed named COVID. What do you think the other one is called? Nineteen. No. <laughs> they didn't go the whole hog. But uh, you're not far off. Virus. COVID no, no. COVID, uh, uh, COVID Corona. Yes. COVID and Corona. The names of the two COVID children. And Corona. She had a little boy and a little girl, Preeti Verma. And she called them Corona and COVID. But uh, this is um, this is brand new news over the weekend. Baby born during coronavirus pandemic is named what by parents? Tony Hoolan. <laughs> can you imagine all the Tonys? There's going to be loads of Tonys. You do it. A lot of people fancy the old Tony these days. No. Um, you know the way parents do this really stupid things when something happens in the world, like when the Chilean miners were stuck down the cave. You had cave and hole and all these poor children called these stupid things. I think one person registered them as Chilean. The child hole. <laughs> 
I, I'm that's a slight bit of hyperbole there, but I do. <laughs> I'd calling your child hole. I mean, hole. You're a pain. <laughs> hole. Pain hole. Will you come in with your for your, for your dinner? I tell you one thing, hole. You're an awful pain in my hole. <laughs> and then you call their twin brother hoop, hoop. <laughs> you will in your hoop. Get in. I'm sick Here, of changing hoop. holes, nappy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, so, I think there was someone who tried to register their baby as like. Chilean miners. Anyway, so this person, uh, they chose this name because whenever people will talk of Corona, they will remember that it was this that saved them. What was it? Oh, um, uh, oh, lockdown or nope. social isolation. It's, they didn't call their child social isolation. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't. The safe distance. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, something you use. Something I use. Uh, tracks and bottoms. Ev- something uh, everyone uses. The, po- the postal service. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, it's, it's, is it just me, but... Is it... Is it <laughs> uh, co- weekly columns. Oh, um, uh, is, let me guess. Uh, it's a vaccine. No, a lot of people are carrying it around with them in their, in their tracksuit bottoms pockets. Airpods. Po- Air iPhone. Squirt it out. Hand sanitizer. Purell. Sanitizer. They named the child Sanitizer. They have named their child Sanitizer. Sanitizer for the disinfectant has the capacity to fight against the virus. Uh, they said that the medical staff were left smiling when they announced that they were going sure they to were. call their child Sanitizer. This is uh, Amvir Singh in India. Uh, Can you imagine the reaction from the Sahad medical Rapport. staff though, where it's like, we we kept these people alive for this. For this. We brought this child into the world for a lifetime of sanitizer. Of, of them being called sanitizer. I don't want to say the name, the most strange name that I've heard anyone call their child in Ireland. Just in case that poor child is listening now. Sanitizer Singh. Sanitizer Singh is this child's name. Like. Tell us the weirdest name. Go on. No, I can't. Okay. Oh, can I? Is okay. It, is it Mike Denver? So, you know the way there's a lovely mic. You know the way there's loads of like Rihanna's and Beyonce's around these days yeah. because it's when something is popular and people are like, okay, that's in my head. I was working in shoe, the shoe shop called Shoe. H C H U H. Shka, as we liked to call it, and uh, on Shop Street in Galway during college, and um, we were just standing at the door, and the next thing I just heard, <laughs> Pocahontas, come here to me. You're joking. There isn't a book Is there? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not joking. So we kind of went outside and this child and we did the timings back and it was like, yeah, that child definitely could have been born during the film. Like when the film Pocahontas was a big deal. Pocahontas. <laughs> That's my favourite one. What do you have? Do you have one? Uh, I don't. No, sorry. Uh, no, okay. So sanitizer, guys. I just want to let you know if you're thinking of baby names because there's a lot of babies about to be born. That's one. It's already taken. I'm marking that in the in the show description, the podcast description. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, item number four: Murin's baby news. And then people <laughs> people are gonna think you're talking about your baby. It'll tease people, make people come through to item number four. All right. Okay, go. Number five. Uh, balls, Murin. I put this on my podcast. Uh, not my podcast. My Twitter earlier on. This is my pod. This is our podcast. This is the podcast. Uh, testicles may make men more vulnerable to coronavirus, according to a new study. Where, and according oh. to a new study, the men in the oh. white coats and the clipboards have determined, and women, men, and women, of course, you can have a woman doing a study. Uh, the coronavirus could linger, you see, in the testicles. 
making men prone to longer and more severe cases of the illness. This has been... It uh, could linger in the testicles. In the balls. In the ball... In the ballage, Murren. The ballage retains the virus. In the jockey shorts. Sorry. In, in, the, the, in, the, the, loose, in the loose boxers. Yes, the boxers. absolutely. Uh, researchers tracked the recovery of 68 patients in Mumbai, India, just up the road from sanitizer perhaps even in the same hospital, to study the gender disparity of the virus, which has taken a worse toll on men, according to a preliminary report posted on MedRix, which posts, which hosts unpublished medical research papers that have not been peer-reviewed. Here's uh, the reason it, it's uh, got a worse impact no. on men. Men are less healthy. Men don't look after themselves. That's not true. I, that, I why don't do know. men die before women then? Good point. I realise well, that we're... Uh, I think that will all change, though. Do you not think? I don't think so. I think men that just men don't look don't, after themselves. Men don't pay attention to their health as much as women would. That is the anecdote. Not even the anecdotal. That's the scientific evidence. But I think that will change now. Because when mm. you look at it, a lot of it has to do with the heart and men not getting a change checked in their 50s and 60s. Yeah, okay. Um. So I, I'd, I would hope that that would change. But the coronavirus, it's in your balls. It's in the balls. It's in my testes. Is that where, is that where you're, like little kangaroos, you're carrying it around in pouches in your bowl? What were the names again of the testes and Anchorman? You see, you would know this now, you see, because you can... Um, I don't like Dr. Anchorman. Yeah, Dr. Kenneth Noisewater, I, I remember, Noisewater. Right. Uh, is I'm this an Anchorman testes. 1 or Anchorman 2? The first one, of course. Brian Fantana, quote, <laughs> you ladies play your cards right. Uh, but, uh, I got it, I got it. This is... Um, uh, it's a lovely Paul Rudd, who, I, who I've also interviewed, actually. A, lo- a truly lovely so, man. Truly, he's, truly. He's the man. It works 100% of the time, 70% of the time. That's the one. I know what yes. you're thinking. And the answer is yes. I do have a nickname from a penis. It's called the Octagon. I've also <laughs> nicknamed Matestes. The left one is James Westfall and the right one is Dr. Kenneth Noisewater. You ladies play your cards right. You might just get to meet the whole gang. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I love the first Anchorman. The, the, the only thing is with Anchorman is that they, the, the whole way that they do their thing, all those lads, like Will Ferrell's friends, basically, is that they just enjoy themselves and film it. And oh, yeah. they need to all be on a buzz. And I don't think they were on a buzz for the second one at all. I I don't know why I didn't like it. Like that sounds like such a funny quote. Well, it, it's I, one of those I things. Go back and try it. Yeah, I think yeah, but it's also like one of those things because I didn't particularly like it either, and uh, which I it's I know you're not allowed to say it. It's a uh, it's a uh, blasphemy. Oh God! Every time you say you don't like Anchorman, it's like right, I'm going to get kicked out of this room, am I? Uh, it was the same with Zoolander though as well. I was the same. I was like, yeah, it's funny, like, but it's you know, it's yeah. not, not 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 killing me with laughing here. But you hear them regurgitated so often by people that it actually becomes funny. That when you're watching it back again, you're like, oh yeah, this is this is whatever. Even that there, I was like, that's really funny. So I should give it a go. I give it another go. Yeah, give it I'll an give experimental it go. go. If you're up all night tonight, uh, throw on. Oh, if I am, I will. No, I won't be. I won't be. I'm not having that pain in my testes, in my hand sanitizer, in my coronavirus or whatever the hell they call them. We've got a lot of emails, but I'd like to save them because we're out of time already. Do you want to do one more? Um, uh, I will do very quickly. Number six. No, numbers. Uh, number. Number six. And that is just that yesterday we had probably. Uh, an image placed before the world that will go down in history, like that, like after world, after the end of the world wars, 
you know, sorry, not the World Wars, after the end of World War Two in New York, you know, the fella kissing the girl in Times Square or in New York. Oh yeah, that was like, but that was bad, wasn't it? That was, um, that was sexual assault. It she didn't want so. that. Her description subsequently was like, oh yeah, it was very nice that that picture became famous. But, oh, yeah, but that was completely want... against my will. He just grabbed me and kissed me and I didn't want it. Okay, let's cut this <laughs> sorry, and pretend sorry. that I never Le- said that. Let's talk about those fellas <laughs> who were hanging on that beam in America. Very famous photo. Right, okay. But, look, but genuinely, look that one up because um, there was there was uproar because there was an anniversary about that recently. About that there picture. was an anniversary like three years ago. And she said, she came out and said, uh, he Five just grabbed ago. me in the street and... Uh, I'd, or was it maybe they were showing it again? There was something recently, like like in the last six months, something, maybe an exhibition or maybe oh, the person okay. who took it died or something. I don't know. But um, basically they, or maybe he died, maybe. And she was, anyway, whatever it was, it was like basically, uh, not sexual, yeah, it was sexual assault. It he, is sexual yeah, assault. Yeah, he grabbed her and kissed her and she wasn't particularly keen on it. Um. Oh, sorry God. to bring it down at a level, but to look it up. But um, yeah, uh, sorry, you were saying you're looking, you're, you're trying to think of an iconic, iconic photograph. Yeah, and there was one taken yesterday uh, by a photographer called Alison McLaren, and this was in Denver, Colorado. And I'm assuming that you have seen this. So you have got these rabid MAGA supporters. Um, driving through the streets of Colorado, you know, kind of like we're th- this is freedom, da 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 da, and they're you know in the USA t-shirts or whatever. But this picture is they're, two they're badass pe- nurses standing in the middle of the road, mm-hmm. not letting them through. And then you've got this blonde white woman sticking out the window like like rabbit, as though she's got rabies, um, shouting about freedom and all this kind of stuff. It is such a picture. A male and a female work uh, nurse. It's it's like Tiananmen Square all over again. I thought these are the um, protests to is to open up the country again. They're Donald Trump supporters, and he's f- uh, flaming. Or he's he's yeah. Oh, he's inciting like yeah. people are going to die, and uh, he should be charged if they die. So they he want to open up the economy, and there's massive protests in America. There's another photograph. Uh, it just finally uh, and to wrap but it was. Up. I just want to say, I think it was. So powerful, I couldn't stop looking at it yesterday. Um, because Ray, uh, I don't know if you know this, this coronavirus is it's getting pretty serious, isn't it? Actually, I think we have someone we need to keep an eye on. Um, the uh, there's one other photograph that's also probably not not as iconic, but it's a photograph of two of the MAGA guys holding up placards that like basically denying the existence of coronavirus. One of them is like coronavirus is a lot of BS, and the other one's open up our our economy. Okay, but one one of them holding up this massive uh, placard. He's actually got a, a face mask on. <laughs> and someone made the observation, why would you put on the face mask if you're holding a sign that says that we should all go back to work and this is nonsense. Oh, it's insane. God, because he's probably going to go and try to, you know, oh, I'm not even going in there. They're just, they, they'd make you be ashamed to have any sort of DNA in common. Anyway, fantastic, uh, amazing work of those two nurses that stood there. It's, it was very emotional. And on that note... We will come to your emails tomorrow, sixbitspod at gmail.com. And we are done. We're done, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thanks very much. No, it's all part of the service. Please. No, no, please. It's, unne- it's unnecessary. Absolutely. Pat, Pat Kenny's over there. My piles are giving me jip. Sorry to hear that, Pat. Azerbaijan, as always. And Warren, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. And now coronavirus is in his piles as well. Poor Pat. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah.